We would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land. We respectfully acknowledge elders past, present and emerging. Always was, always will be. Welcome to Wine with Meg and Mel. We're here to help beginners navigate the world of wine. I'm Mel, joined as always by Master of Wine, Meg Broutman, the brilliant Meg Broutman. Oh, thank you. Calm the applause, calm the applause. I don't no, you always don't. Like, pipe you up every now and then. And, you know, got to remind people you how special it is that we have right. a Master of Wine. You're very, you're very chipper today. I, I am say. very chipper today. Yeah. It's good that we're doing the you're, podcast You're today. sparkly in personality <laughs> and, and outfit because I've got sparkly shoes. <laughs> So Meg, this week, um, oh, we love your messages, by the way. Thank you, everyone who's been messaging us. We got one from Cassia, who firstly, um, love Cassia's life, by the way, said she loved the champagne episode and that her husband and her are on a journey to find out their favorite non-vintage champagne. So the episode was perfectly timed. They've gone through six over the last few months, and so far they love Bollinger, and Pomery was next on their list. So good luck. Cassia. Can we come over and help? I know. I know. <laughs> Very nice. I hope it lives up to um, you, as what we spoke it up to be. I hope you enjoy it. Yeah, um, and the thing is, the list is endless. I mean, they could be going for almost years before they come to that decision. Then you'll have to go back and make sure that you got it right. <laughs> yeah, if you're based in Victoria, we're waiting for our invite yeah, that's to come right. over for the next night. Um, but the other thing that Cassia said to us was that um, she wants to hear more about Australian wine regions. We do go deep into, say, like the Rhone and stuff with Neil, and um, she wants to know if she goes somewhere, where what, are, what should she be looking at? What does, should she know? What should she taste? So we have taken your suggestion on board, Cassia, and we're jumping straight in with somewhat of an interesting first pick of region, hey, Meg? Well, yes, well, I've chosen Canberra, A, my sister lives there, so I kind of know it reasonably well. Yeah. B, when I first started in winemaking, it was an area that really interested me, the cool yeah. climate, so yeah. I kind of wanted to work there. But there's yeah. not that many wineries, and I will say in getting the wines for this show, it was virtually impossible to get them in any store in Victoria. Wow. I ordered them through the Canberra Wine and Spirit Merchant based yeah. in Canberra and had them ship them down. Oh, my gosh. Because I didn't want to cover all the usual suspects, the Clonacellas yeah. and the Helms. I actually yeah. wanted to look at something that was a bit different. So we are. Okay, well, I'm pumped. But before we go into it, what have you been drinking this week? Okay, I've been telling everyone about this. Freya and Jules, Clare Valley Watervale, Riesling from Aldi, eight ninety nine a bottle. <gasps> oh, yeah, you did tell me about this. And you still need to it get me some. It is amazing. If <laughs> oh, no, I- Aldi, is this, this is different to the Costco one. Yeah, this is from Aldi. This is their ah. own brand. If I was to show someone a classic Clear Valley Riesling, this is what I would show them. It is wow. amazing. it's nice and dry. Oh, it's dry. It's got the acid. It's got the lime juice. Would you age it? Yeah, eight ninety nine. <gasps> All right, I'm it's stopping fabulous. for some on my way home. <laughs> That's amazing. We're going to put the wine industry out of uh, out of business if we keep saying well, who, about these Aldi ones. Yeah, whoever's supplying it. I don't know. They've got a really good wine buyer, apparently. Have they? They must, yeah. 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 Okay, and uh, fun fact. Okay, this is a fun fact about Listerine. <laughs> Did you know that Listerine's got more alcohol in it than wine? No. 
26.9% of alcohol. So if I ever run out of booze, I can drink Listerine. Well, most of the ethyl alcohol used in mouthwash has been especially denatured, which means you can't drink it. But I'm just wondering how that would work if you were breathalyzed. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. I I didn't know that. I don't really like (laughs) Listerine. In fact, the one I think I use is alcohol free. Oh. Does that mean it's good for us if we're... I don't drink it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, is, if, if if Listerine is essentially alcohol, could we just be drinking alcohol and saying it's good for our teeth? <laughs> no. no? All right. You could say good it's try. good for your fresh breath. I think I've said this on the podcast before, but it is worth repeating about my dentist that told me that it's okay if I drink a wine as long as I have cheese with it because it'll protect my teeth. You do. And whenever we do show judging we brush out, well, I do, brush my teeth first and then I have breakfast. So you grease yeah. putting plaque back on your teeth because yeah. the acid just wears away at your teeth. It's wow. really, really bad stuff. So you definitely have cheese and I'm, yeah, I know. I'm with That's your dentist. Amazing advice. Yeah. Okay, so let's get into Canberra. Now, I actually didn't really know. You say like all the big names, but to be honest, I don't think a lot of people even know much about Canberra at all. And I didn't until I did sort of like this wine course about Canberra and it was then I learned that one of the most like famous wines of Australia comes from Canberra I bet half the people don't know this yeah Clonakilla yeah and we're going to cover that when we do we're doing iconic wines we're of doing Australia iconic wines so of that's Australia you're not having I know that you're a little bit disappointed when I told you we didn't know, have any like, wine um, from Clonakilla and the other one is <laughs> is Helms yeah. which is probably one that some people yeah, like Riesling will know. right they do a lot of different Riesling and Cabernet so from my understanding, a lot of these wineries were started up in the 70s by CSIRO scientists, people who worked in the public service who obviously earn a little bit of good coin. Yeah. Um, and they bought land, which would have been quite cheap, and planted vineyards because, you know, it's very romantic. There's only 140 acres oh, planted. Wow. So if you divide that by two that's like yeah. 70 hectares that's nothing wow. you know, we've got vineyards out in the area that are actually bigger oh, than no that. wonder you had trouble putting your hands on them but there's more than 33 wineries which surprised me and one of the things when i was doing my little deep dive into it yeah. is that there are people that are buying grapes from the region that are making the wine as well they don't actually have a physical winery so there's some of these cool brands coming ah. on board so i've got um Four wines, two whites and two reds from wineries that I've never heard of. Oh, wow. So Canberra's cool. It's a cool continental climate, so very inland, obviously not around any sea. Yeah. Um, So the great varieties that you would expect to ripen there are these more sort of early to mid-ripening varieties. But the thing Mm -hmm. that I find amazing in Canberra is we don't see Pinot and Chardonnay. It's more about... Cabernet, Shiraz, and Riesling. Riesling ripens late. Yeah, that makes no No sense. sense. And I think it's because they have those really long, warm autumns. So your hang time, you can have a long time on the vine for a long period of time. So they can leave it out there to really fully mature. A little bit like Germany with Riesling. So what is its climate? Is it cool climate? It is cool climate and it has um, 1,533 growing degree days. So this is a measure of how cool it is. And that's sort of when we do analysis, it's called homoclimate analysis. We look at the growing degree days. It's basically the the, temp, the average sort of temperature mm. over 
the growing season, um, so how many heated d- days you've got. And they, based on that analysis, you should have these varieties that are early or mid-ripeners. But they, you know, Shiraz is a mid-ripener, but Riesling notoriously, you know, ripens really late. But then in the Clear Valley, you know, we have Riesling and that's really cool. Yeah. So, well, say we don't really have Riesling in Yarra or much no. of it. So that, is it going to be colder in Canberra to be doing that? The nights are certainly colder, but okay. the days are hotter. Okay. So don't forget when you're looking at the these indices that, that it's an average between yeah. day and night temperature. Okay. So that's the thing about continentality mm. is you have a much bigger shift between day and night temperature okay. so you know the war it'll take a while to heat up and it's a very dry heat so the yeah. disease pressure is fairly low but huh. i didn't realize that it was subdivided into little subregions either canberra canberra so you've got oh, yeah. act and hall yeah um, which is around the canberra airport 10 minutes from the city center then you've got Murrum Bateman and Yes, which is the one that I yes. mainly <laughs> knew. So that's when you peel off the Hume Highway onto the Yes Highway. That's the vineyards that you see as you're heading into Canberra, about 20 minutes mm. out of Canberra. There's Bungendor, Wambowen, Wambian, Lake George and Collector, which is kind of the, the federal highway, so the other side mm-hmm. of Canberra. Um, who knew? Yeah. It kind of is really dis- Parrot region. I was up there uh, Christmas 2020 and we went to Clonakilla, um, but they basically had no wine to show because they'd been smoked out that <gasps> previous vintage. Oh, so they yeah. had no, no wine. Yeah. So that people had lent them grapes from other regions, so Aww. Tabletop and yeah. um, Tumbarumba. So they actually do take fruit from other regions so that they could make wine. And then Tumbarumba got smoked out. That very year, we wow. it was just awful. Um, but these smaller wineries, you know, when you have one crop a year, yeah. and you lose the entire crop, what do you do? You have a cellar yeah. door where you can't sell yeah. wine, and it's quite pretty. You know, yeah. they're 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 nice little cellar doors, but they are kind of in the middle of nowhere. So before we go into the little guys, the two big ones that people need to know if they're kind of interested in camera would be Clonakilla and Helm. Yeah, and Helm is mainly known for reasoning and. Clonakilla is primarily Shiraz Viognier. They Shiraz were Viognier. the ones that really championed that Shiraz Viognier mm. blend. And Clonakilla is now what over a hundred and forty odd dollars, I think, yeah. for a bottle. Yeah, you know, I used to remember buying it years ago. <laughs> no wonder we don't have one in this tasting. Well, no, we, I had to save it for the iconics because, as generous as Rob Dolan wines is, I'm not sure that they'd we want, don't want to, to push it too spend far. <laughs> 140 and then three weeks later or a month later spent another $140. So, <laughs> I, And also, truth be told, I wanted to try wine that I'd never had before. Yeah, cool. So I've got um, Shaw Wines. So the first one we've got is a 2021 Riesling. Shaw Wines, I had to, again, investigate them. These people have a like a big um, function centre. I'm just trying to find my information on them. So it's family-owned and operated around Murray and Bateman. Um, they have – it used to be a 700-acre wool property, so sheep property. Yeah. And then they've planted um, Riesling, Semillon, Merlot, Malbec, Shiraz, Cabernet Sauvignon. So they've got 70 acres. Like the kids are involved. They're adults now and their husbands and respective, respective partners are involved. So it looks like a real family 
effort, but the wine isn't made there. They, they're a little bit vague as to where it's made. Someone's obviously makes it for them. Yeah, okay. Um, which makes complete sense. Yeah, If for you're sure. a small family-owned business, and apparently the cellar door's quite something to behold. It's mm-hmm. quite fancy architecturally. Well, it's sort of limey, more, mm. more slaty, more wet stone. Your of face like- isn't giving you a lot away. Lemon butter? Yeah. It's a crazy high acid. Like it made me almost flinch. It's so high acid. It is, but it's also the first wine for the day, I'm assuming, Mm -hmm. for you. So we should have done our sparkling Mm -hmm. and then it probably wouldn't have looked as bad. Yeah, true. The second sip wasn't as bad. Um, It's, yeah. I get this like Mm. green apple. Yeah, like that lemony... Really floral too, like mm. lots of white sort of bridal flowers, which would be top of mind as the wedding approaches in a few yes. short weeks. It's not super intense and it finishes not that long. No. But that's pretty good. What's that worth? Uh, $25. Well, I had to pay for postage. So the postage was flat rate of 20 bucks. Oh. I know, right? I know that you're probably a very small merchant, Canberra Wine and Spirit Merchants, and you're a small family-run business, but that's I'm sure you can do a better deal. But (laughs) I think locally they have sort of free delivery over $150. They probably don't have a lot of call for people to deliver to Melbourne. but They were probably surprised to get. I could not find on all my usual websites where I order wine. Wines from Canberra? I could not find wines from Canberra. Wow. Yeah, okay. Um, You know, you put in Canberra, Helms and Clonakilla, and Mm. sometimes Lake George would come up. But apart from that, that's a lovely, refreshing drop. Yeah, I'd drink that. Um, very simple sort of traditional label. Yeah, none of these labels really. Setting my word on fire. No, linear maybe, but he's a young kind of dude. They're very, yeah, Mel will put these cool. up on Instagram so you can see it. Yep. Um, but the second one we've got is from a grape. It's a field blend. It's called Chitiri. I do hope that I'm pronouncing that right. This is from Long Gully Winery. Um, again, it's near the little village, I love that term, of Murrum Bateman. So it's as you drive into Canberra on the, yes, highway. Um, it used to be part of a merino stud and then they've planted um, vineyard over time. In 1998, they planted their first vineyard. So Long Rail Gully uh, has Pinot Gris, Cabernet Sauvignon, Pinot Noir, succulent Merlots and this kind of... <laughs> succulent. Succulent Merlots, I know. <laughs> and this kind of... Chateri blend, which is aromatic field blend. I'm into field blends. So it's, well, they tell you how to pronounce it on the back. It's Croatian. Yeah. Chateri. I've got it right. Pinot Gris, Gewurz, Semillon and Riesling. Pinot Gris, Gewurz, Semillon and Riesling. Fun. All right. Exactly. Sign I thought up. this would be a little bit of fun. And, yeah. oh, it's almost water white in colour. What would you tell people? Buy field blends? I think these aromatic field blends, I just think it's for supping on a warm afternoon. Mm. I think that they are oh, delicious, yeah. really cold. And I love how floral they always are. It's It really is like smelling potpourri. Mm. So that's, I mean, that's like mustic lollies. I'm sorry. Mm. It's more gewurz than anything else. It's super gewurzy. 
Um, it's got quite a fat, oily mouthfeel, mm. which Gewurz often has. I don't really see any semillon in there. Was it you that told me that even the tiniest bit of Gewurz, you have to be careful with it because it can overwhelm the rest of them I really didn't, easy? I did but whoever told you that is correct. Yeah. It's, it is so pungent. Yeah. Um, you know, I know in when I've been judging people, uh, judges are, can be a little bit um, – Either one polarized by they don't mind some of that Turkish delight character, yeah. but others just want bring it on. I yeah. think this is just very musticky. My only comment would I would have a little bit more acid in there. It's yeah. from a twenty twenty one vintage, so it would finish a little bit cleaner. But I'm just thinking barbecued satay sticks with peanut sauce. Oh, you are so specific, <laughs> like. I can give it, you know, would have with Thai food or something. Like you would imagine. Very specific with what you would pair you know, with it. The one I do, there's a little bit of turmeric, which is quite floral in the, the marinade, and then you make the peanut sauce. And Yum. Would that this is be delicious, good delicious. with uh, spicy food? You know how spicy food? Because is it lower alcohol as well? I'd say it feels lower alcohol. 11.8%. So it is. And so the reasoning go, was 11. Like less acid, less alcohol probably means we'll go okay with spicy food, right? I mean, yeah, Thai red curry, yeah. Indian food. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't know about a vindaloo. Vindaloo. Because mm. vindaloo's got vinegar in it. That's the thing with yeah. some Indian curries that they are hard. I do want to do a podcast where we do Indian food, but we need yeah. someone who's really clever with Indian food. Um, or Sri Lankan curries or whatever so that they can talk us through it because I don't know what goes in into them that yeah. makes all the difference. We the were in touch out. with um, Danny from MasterChef. We'll have to get back in touch with her. We'll try and get her in here. Do oh, curries. that's right. Oh, she's the curry one. Yeah, she does curries. Oh, okay. She has well, a curry range in rolls. Danny, we'll come get her and in. do a tasting with us. <laughs> okay, so awesome. That's, that's the, yum. The can... lovely chitiri. But it's the kind of thing you also kind of don't need food with as well, right? I'd be pretty, pretty happy having that nice and chilled on a Absolutely. And day. just by itself, it needs to be a bit colder. I did actually have these in the fridge, but Mel took so long setting up today. <laughs> kind of, and it's a 36-degree heat day. so I did tackle in time. We had was, a few technical issues, as they say. Meg was starting to bug me about it not being ready, so I had to put on the halftime show for her Which was, I'm so going home and watching them occupied. That. So John Heilman, who I love, um, he's a political journalist in the US, said it's the best Super Bowl show he's ever seen. Wow. So the next one we have is called Linear, Funky Label, Pinot Noir. It's actually from oh, Tumbarumba, which oh, cool. didn't really say so on when I was investigating <laughs> How far it. Tumbarumba? Tumbarumba's about uh, two, an hour and a half. It's right near from on the border. Canberra. From Canberra. Canberra. Ah. It's near the border. It's the Gundagai. Kind of way, but up in the hilltops, higher altitude. Yeah, okay. It was where I was when we were told to come home by Dan Andrews in 2020. Oh, is that where you were? On New Year's Eve, yeah. The whole – we'd been to a winery for the day. Is this well known for wine? It's increasingly so. So McWilliams have got vineyards up there. That Nick Spencer, the garuna that we did, remember? I think that's from Tumbarumba. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, beautiful so, part of the world. I'm so going back into the dude that owned our Airbnb, gorgeous, gracious man, fabulous Airbnb. Yeah. And walking distance to everything. Wow. Great, great little town. Um, we were there for the rodeo. Is <laughs> rodeo. <laughs> That's what they call it. Were you seriously? Chile? Did you go there for a rodeo? Yeah, we <laughs> wanted to go to the <gasps> rodeo on New Year's Day. That was the ho- kind of one of the whole points of going. Bit of fun. So you didn't hysterical. get there. No, because we had to pack our bags oh. that night and drive home oh, I with love our rodeos prawns too. and. Oh, in Chile, we went to a lot of rodeos. Um, so I'm looking at this. It's pretty far away from Canberra. Would its climate be different? Cool. So it's altitude. Cool. Yeah. Oh, but it has altitude. Yeah, you're which up is different in, to Canberra. Yeah, Al- Canberra's it's cold air coming down to it from yeah. the Brindabellas or whatever they're called. Uh huh. But this is Tumbarumba's up high. So there's hilltops, Tumbarumba. It's some of these new cool. Cool, cool regions. <laughs> Try and say that quickly. So this this guy, he Nathan Brown, his name is um, behind Linear Wines. He was working in hospo, you know, the usual story, fell in love with wine, went and did a vintage, then bought like a ton of grapes and made some wine. He's subsequently finished his – or is doing his studying at Charles Sturt at Wagga. Um, and I just thought, yeah, I'd give one of these little people a go. This is about $35. So what, he's going to be making wine like for years or something? Yeah. Wow. Real little guy. So he missed the 2020 vintage due to the bushfires. Um, and this is a 2019, I think. 2019 Pinot Noir from Tumbarumba. So he takes fruit from Canberra, Hilltops, Gundagai and Tumbarumba. It's a bit more savoury than... Sierra Valley, it's not dusty, almost like a little bit more animal mm. aromas. A little bit drying for me. A little bit dry red, um, yeah. lacking in panosity. Yeah, I don't know what the vintage was like in 2019. It was kind of warm here, so I'm assuming maybe it was warm. And the other thing about these little people, you know, is they don't always get to pick optimally because I'm guessing it's whenever they get, you know, unless he picked it himself, they mm. get pickers in and. It's a it's a solid wine. I don't know anything about Pinot from this area, so I've got nothing to compare it is with. But in terms of Pinot, other Pinots, yeah. it doesn't have the tannins are a bit firmer for me. Feels almost rounder and richer. Like I don't know if I would pick that as a Pinot. I'd almost pick it as something Italian or something if mm. you put that in front of me. Especially with those drying tannins, it yeah. doesn't have that. Um, that would be a good pizza wine. I was thinking it's not to say that I don't like it. It's I'd, I'd drink yeah. that with pizza. I, yeah. would, I would drink it, but um, not as a Pinot, really. It's no, agree. I wouldn't. I wouldn't certainly it's use it. Got more guts than a Pinot. Good, good, good solid wine, but yeah, back off on your extraction, bro. If you'd have been nice, Meg, I'd tag these people in the podcast. They, they might hear them. No, no, it's. it's <laughs> It's good. Look, the guy, he doesn't have a lot of... (laughs) Well, the thing is, when you first start out in winemaking, you know, it's all all about colour and rah, 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 rah. It's not. It's it's about balance of tannin and and fruit. But then potentially he's doing this with his feet in a couple of bins. You know, we just don't know. Yeah. Well done, Nathan. I think um, you're going to make some interesting wines. And the thing that I find interesting is his taking these lesser-known regions and yeah. giving them a showcase. Totally. You know, whereas we know that all the Cool for Cats kids are now taking stuff out of Riverland and Yarra and all that sort of stuff. 
No one's probably ever heard of Hilltops or Gundagai or Tumbarumba. Yeah. So I think it's great to see some young blood into these older I wonder industries. if um, these guys have cellar doors. Oh, you said the first one did. Sure. They all, Linian, no, because he's obviously out of a shed somewhere. Yeah. But they all have cellar doors. Okay, cool. Yep, so you can visit them all on your journey. And so far the first two have been Murrum Bateman, so that's on the way into Canberra. If you do go to Canberra, and I must say, our cap- national capital is a national treasure. There is so much free stuff to do in Canberra mm. because we're paying all the taxes for all those monuments that's and true. Stuff. It's really good. You know, you've got the National Gallery, you've got the Portrait Gallery, you've got the Library, you've got the War Memorial, you've got all the flags by the river. <laughs> Go and try and name all those flags. My son got like most There's of like them. like two to three places to go drinking. There's loads of places to <laughs> eat and drink now. It's cool. <sighs> and all the anti-vaxxers are up there at the moment. Yeah, they are. <laughs> well, they can't go and have a drink. No, they can't, in theory. Mm. All right. Okay, our last one. Shiraz. Is Wallaroo. Um, 2017 Shiraz cat from Canberra District. Now, a few years ago, probably mm, eight years ago now, I was judging the International Cool Climate Wine Show and – I, we had this amazing Cabernet Sauvignon in the class that I just kept coming back to and coming back to and coming back to and could not believe how good it was. We're not allowed to know what the wines are. Mm. So when they we were finally allowed to find out, I earmarked this and I said to the chair, can you please let me know it was a Canberra Cabernet. It was absolutely astounding. So I am hoping that this, this is a Shiraz. Shiraz and peppery and cool mm. and elegant because I think this area could be good for, you know, we know Clonakill is great. Yeah, it is. Do Clonakill call their wines Shiraz or Syrah? I think it is Shiraz. And do they even say Viognier? Well, that's nice. It is really like in the middle of um, a Shiraz and a Syrah style. Yes. It's like bang in the middle. It's lighter weight, lighter body like a Syrah, but it doesn't have the spice and pepperiness that um, I'd expect from a true sort of Syrah style. Yeah. So these guys have got 300 acres of farmland and vineyard, um, big wedding venue. mm and it was started by a foreign correspondent, Philip Williams, and former journalist and political star- staffer, Carolyn Jack. So some very Canberra people. Yeah, very Canberra. Um, but I think it's I, – I really enjoy that. It's quite light-bodied. Again, a little bit drying. Yeah, it is. It is 2017. Um, but they also supply their fruit to Clonakilla. Mm-hmm. And Nico Leary and Gundog Estate. Okay. So they're obviously premium growers. Yeah. First and foremost. I do like that. What would you yeah. eat with that? I'm thinking steak. Mm, I was thinking meat. Steak because there's a barbecue there's a smoky element yeah. to it. There is a real smoky element. I quite like that about it actually. It's nice. Mm, that's delicious. Wine of the day. I mean, if you. 
you know, if you wanted to do a tiki tour, you could do, which is what we did, you could go through Tumbarumba um, and then up through Gundagai and Canberra and then, you know, have a look at some of the wineries up there. The only problem is because of the fires in 2020. Yeah. So 2020. 2020. And they, they must have had fires prior to that because there were we were trying to find places to stay on vineyards in around Tumbarumba and people had been burnt out or weren't opening and yeah, things. So yeah. there's been a lot of damage um, done, I think, in the area so that they can't it, – and it's not like they have through traffic like we do in the Yarra. You know, we're an hour from Melbourne. We're 45 minutes from Melbourne. We're yep. half an hour from Melbourne. Yep. <laughs> you, fair way from Albury. <laughs> you know. Yeah, no, I think um, that's really cool to share. And I love – Touring wineries in lesser-known regions. Absolutely. I think we're a bit spoiled in Victoria because we are a little bit of a patchwork state. We're quite small and so we know that within two hours, you know, we can be in the, yeah. the Pyrenees or we can be in Bendigo or Yarra or whatever. And it's like people in the Yarra or people even, yeah, Yarra, Mornington and stuff, it can be hit and miss with who you get at a cellar door. And there's a lot of people who do it as like their uni part-time job or whatever and it's a real beast, like a massive machine running as this tourism thing. But these little regions, half the time you're going to get like the winemaker or yeah. the partner in the cellar door. Absolutely. And you get a really personalised experience and they're really quite happy when we to be went sharing their wine with you. When we went to we went to a winery. Mm, can't remember the name of it. Something Road. She's been growing fruit for accolade. Like she's one of – she's a – a corporate viticulturalist, seriously mm-hmm. smart woman, um, and supplies a lot of people in the local area. She sat down. She served us. Yes, it's sat so down cool. and had a chat. Yes, you yeah, know yeah, um, yeah. we're we're just average as far as she knew, average schmoes yeah. off the street. Yeah, um, but it was it was just brilliant. We got a lot of information out of her, and um, they'd had really bad bushfires the year before, mm. and they literally had been lapping at their house, which had not burnt down. Yeah. Uh, they lost most of their vines. Yeah. yeah. It was quite just phenomenal that, you know, she's working so hard growing yeah. all this fruit, yet she's got time on a Sunday over Christmas. That's to awesome. Poor wine. So, yeah, do visit, do drop in. I know sometimes you can see them and you think, I can't be bothered, but make the effort. Oh, 100%. And, um, you know, we'll make this, um, we'll throw them in throughout the year. They won't be all in a row. But we will do a whole series and try and cover as many Australian regions as we can. Um, so that you can learn about some of these wines, you can order them online, or hopefully you find a chance to actually get out there and visit them. Well, we want to do a road trip to Heathcote. We've kind of been invited. I was <laughs> judging at the Victorian Wine Show, and um, Simon Osika said to me, you bag Heathcote wine and gave me a bottle of wine <laughs> so that I I wouldn't um, bag his wine. But we're now thinking of actually going up we're there doing and a, doing a road trip because apparently there's this amazing <laughs> – restaurant in Heathcote that's opened yes. up so I, I do think we, we do need to go up and you've met someone from Humus yeah, Humus something. Vineyard Missy is amazing this winemaker I met just gorgeous woman reminded me so much of you Meg yeah. so we need to go up have a chat to Heathcote and I think um redeem Heathcote in your eyes because you you did talk a little bit of smack about I, I do I do I just, yeah but um it's yes. right we're going up there we're going up yeah, They'll th- probably lynch and f- tar and feather me. Got your chance <laughs> to put it right. <laughs> All right. Um, before we finish up, Meg, what was the wine of the day? What do you think showed the best? 
Um, I think the Wallaroo charrettes. I think that was the most interesting for me. I liked them all, mm-hmm. but yeah, I just that's the one that I could now go and get a chunk of beautiful English cheddar mm. cheese and sit outside, and then you could cook me a steak. It is Valentine's Day today. <laughs> it so is. We haven't got any flowers. No. Kate got flowers at our office for none of us. Hope you're listening, partners out there. Oh, I don't believe in Valentine's Day, so it's all good because my birthday's on oh. Wednesday. So you feel free to send presents on Wednesday. <laughs> potato cake. I'm having potato cakes. I don't want a <laughs> standard cake. I want potato cakes for my birthday. <laughs> She's brought it up about 50 times, so we better remember wait. to do it. Okay, next week we are going to do, finally, because this has actually been asked a lot, this question. they want People want us to do glassware. And um, we even got a message from Dale last week. Um, As a master of wine, does it matter which glass style, thickness, material, brand, blah, 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 that you use? Does it change the wine? And Meg has opinions, I have opinions, but we thought we'd get in a pro to help us figure this out for once and for all. It's going to be exciting. It's really cool. So <laughs> I do rub my finger over the rim of the glasses before I pick them to see if they're um, thin enough. I yeah, hate it. true. You were threatening to bring your own glass to my engagement party. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> when I told well, you, that it was, was just for sparkling, be wasn't it? Thick well, glasses. Yeah, like no. I was going to buy them from Kmart or something. No, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah no, definitely not. Because we were going to just do champagne. That was going to be your engagement present, just champagne. Oh yeah, that's sad. Did you ever get engagement presents? Uh, you got me a propador voucher. That was nice. Oh, that's right, because you had to postpone you it. You got me so dinner. I ended up cancelling it. You got us a nice dinner and, um, Someone know. bought you a vintage champagne. No. Didn't, they, didn't you have a vintage champagne that night of the Provador? Oh, um, yeah, actually, we had friends from Queensland send us a Dan Murphy's voucher, so we bought the champagne oh, okay. with that. But... Yeah. Wow, good memory. Nice. So next week we're getting in Mark Balderstone. He's going to take us through uh, a few different types of glassware and we will find out once and for all if glassware does make a difference to the wine. So tune in next week. We're going to have Mark on board. And then make sure you're doing our quiz every week. About Tuesday or Wednesday we come out with a quiz (gasps) on our Instagram and you can test your knowledge from what you've learned from the week before. Do you win anything or just bragging rights? You actually do win stuff. Oh, we've been screenshotting. She's just made it interesting. Yeah, we've been screenshotting all your answers and seeing who's. Uh, it's not even necessarily about getting it right. We're just seeing who's who's doing it every who's week, listening and paying attention. Exactly. Um, With my and mother voice. At the on. end of the season, we're going to give out some prizes for people who either did really good in answers or even people who just answered consistently so make sure you're following one with Megan Mal on Instagram to have some fun with that and lastly if you enjoy the show please jump on podcast um, on Apple Podcasts to give us a review it really helps us out and um, we're kind of inching up in the in the wine podcasts of Australia we're doing pretty well so everything yeah. you can do there leaving us a review or a rating really helps out so that's all for this week and we'll see you next time. But until then, enjoy your next glass of wine. And drink well. We 
would like to thank Rob Dolan Wines for sponsoring this podcast and they have kindly made available an offer for our listeners. That's it. So Rob Dolan Wines is based only about 30 minutes from Melbourne. So if you're in Victoria, it's pretty easy to get out to our that south. If you tell the tasting staff at the cellar door that you listen to the podcast, what they're going to do is give you a sneaky taste of all the other things that aren't on the standard tasting menu uh, that you might have heard about while you're listening. And hopefully it's all Cabernet. Oh, go the Cabernet. Go the Cabernet. Drink the Cabernet. Oh, don't be ridiculous. Drink the Marsan. No. (laughs) If you aren't based quite as close, we still have something for you. There is a free shipping uh, code. It is just podcast. If you put podcast into your checkout, then you'll get free shipping. So you can taste some of the things that we rave about on this podcast. Go the Cabernet. (laughs) 